0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to I'm Hormonal. This is a podcast where we talk about how to support our hormone health, menstrual health, and how to lean into cyclical living. If you want to start understanding the signals that your cycle is sending you, then you are in the right place. I'm Hormonal is here to share practical tips and information with you that will support you on your quest for hormone balance. My name is Bridget, and I'm a functional hormone specialist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm here to guide you along this journey. Hey, everybody, welcome back to I'm Hormonal for episode number two. This week, we're going to talk about cycle syncing and cycle syncing is the practice of adjusting some aspects of your lifestyle to align with and support the four phases of your menstrual cycle. So what does that mean? That could mean um, tweaking some of these aspects like exercise, rest, nutrition, your social activities. Noticing differences in your mood, too. And along with cycle syncing, we'll talk about menstrual cycle awareness. Very similar, slightly different. Menstrual cycle awareness is the practice or habit of really tuning into your body um, and listening to what your body is signaling to you throughout the different phases of your menstrual cycle. And generally, just being aware of how you change throughout those four phases some things that you might notice changing are things like your energy levels, appetite, libido, maybe your ability to focus, and you'll start to note any sort of premenstrual symptoms like cramps, bloating, migraines, whatever it is that you are blessed with. So this is really just the tip of the iceberg. I'm excited to talk about cycle syncing today because I think it is so relevant to all of us who menstruate, really understanding The four phases of your cycle, where you're at within those four phases, is foundational to interpreting what might be going on with your hormones and just kind of mapping out how your body changes throughout your cycle. It's also important so that you can know where you're at in order to make some of these tweaks from phase to phase that will support um, some of the things we mentioned a minute ago, like exercise, rest, nutrition, and then, uh, you know, how your body feels. You'll also probably agree that understanding where you're at in your cycle and what that really means, uh, is important if you are trying to either achieve or avoid conception. So we'll touch a little bit on that throughout our conversation today too. When I first started getting a grip on what was going on with my cycle back however many, what, six years ago, maybe, um, this is like exactly where I started with cycle syncing. And it takes some time, but you've got to start somewhere. So, you know, what time is better than now, right? In today's episode, we'll talk about where to start, right? So, we'll talk about again those aspects of your health and of your cycle experience that you can start paying attention to and so that you can tune in with your infradian rhythm. We'll use that as the basis for understanding psychosyncing, and we'll talk through some practical adaptations or additions to your lifestyle that'll help you align with your hormonal landscape. Ultimately, that'll help you have more and sustained energy. Plus, if you have PMS or other kind of cyclical symptoms that you're not super into, then this will be the foundation for addressing and correcting those symptoms. With that being said, you're also in the right place and you should stick around if you are someone who's not super in touch with your cycle yet. Uh, Do you know offhand how many days on average are in your cycle? Or do you know what day of your cycle you're on right now? If not, no stress, but I hope that you'll find this information to be empowering and inspiring for you to get in tune with yourself. And if you're someone who's more familiar with that side of things, But maybe you're preparing for pregnancy or maybe you're working through low energy and trying to find solutions. Anyway, stick with me through this one. I think it'll be helpful. As always, if you have questions, then you can reach out to me through Instagram at Bridget Walton. And one other note before I get into the meat of the content here, um, you can go over to my Instagram, click on the link in my bio. And then go ahead and download the cycle syncing guidebook that I have there for free. I'll reference a lot of the same topics in this podcast today. And I have that guide there for you as a, you know, as a hard copy or a soft copy version that that you can follow and use to reference uh, from this point forward. So take a look over there on Instagram. Alrighty, so let's dive into cycle syncing. And we're going to do this by walking through, again, the four phases of the cycle. For each phase, we'll run through what you might want to consider when it comes to food, cooking, exercise, rest, your mood, and exactly what shift is happening with your hormone levels during that phase of your cycle. Each phase is associated with a different season of the year. So to start out, the cycle is winter, which correlates with the menstrual phase. Day one of your menstrual cycle is the first day that you have your full menstrual bleed. So, for example, if you spot before your period, then you're not yet on that day one of your period. That's where we're going to count up from. But this phase, again, winter, or the menstrual phase, comprises approximately days one through six of your cycle. Personally, for me, my bleed does not last six days. Maybe yours doesn't either, um, right? There's room to, and I need to adapt this to your experience and your body. But for a conversation today um, and to serve the masses, um, we're going to estimate six days, right, for winter. So during this phase, your hormone levels are at their lowest of the entire cycle. So estrogen and progesterone have dropped low, 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 and that's what actually triggers your bleed to begin. Your hormone levels and your energy levels are generally going to trend together, so not that this probably comes as a huge surprise, but you might be a little bit more tired during the menstrual phase than you are in other parts of the cycle. Um, if you ha- are somebody who um, has cramps or pain or discomfort with your with your bleed, then you might already feel inclined to stay a bit closer to home and and closer to a heating pad than other times but um, staying at home you know resting is really the main um, focus for this part of your cycle is resting taking care of yourself and really listening to what your body is asking for and honoring that if you're able to so prioritizing sleep um, is definitely important all month long but especially around the menstrual phase. Um, If you can manage to schedule those early morning workouts for another part of the month, or maybe not plan your um, late-night dinner parties to be during your period, then that might best serve your energy at this time. Um, It's also a really good time during your bleed to focus inward and reflect, or maybe do something creative with your energy. Have you ever noticed that before? Just maybe think back for a second if you've ever noticed that during your bleed, maybe you're a little bit more creative than normal. Anyway, when it comes to movement and exercise, you're going to want to focus on things like walking, gentle yoga, stretching, or an easy swim. And so, again, keeping these, you know, your energy output a bit lower during this time, is going to better serve your energy throughout your entire cycle. And don't get me wrong, you should do whatever it is that you're feeling up for, um, but maybe this just isn't the time when you want to plan to really push, uh, push your limits, you know. Now, when it comes to food, what should we consider here? And I want you to take a second and just think about what are the foods and what are the things that you like to eat during the winter time when it's you know winter just you know <laughs> december january time a lot of the kind of standard meals and cooking methods that you'll see during a particular season of the year also kind of translate over to what you want to eat during that phase of your cycle so during your bleed or during the menstrual phase, having like really hearty and warm foods like soups or stews and roasts is really going to be nourishing for your body. It's also good to focus on eating things like mineral-rich foods, so consider fish, sea vegetables, red meat, mushrooms, beets, and other root vegetables that will help to replenish the nutrients that are lost during menstruation like I mentioned earlier, estrogen is really low during this time of your cycle. And because of that, you might be more sensitive to a spike in insulin. So while having well-balanced meals is, again, something that's important all the time, it can be especially helpful for, you know, a um, sustained energy level if you focus on keeping your blood sugar stable um, during during your bleed. And so that means, you know, making sure that your meals are are well-rounded, containing protein and fat, and that you're getting high quality carbs like quinoa and sweet potatoes. And one practical tip that I want to mention for the winter, I like to put a reminder on my calendar personally for when I expect the first day of my bleed to start. And so this way I've got a visual reminder like literally in red on my screen that's reminding me when my winter is starting and that kind of promotes that prevents me from overloading my schedule during that time, um, and I love myself for that because I know all will her book otherwise. So to wrap things up when it comes to the menstrual phase, or winter, is you really want to nourish yourself, rest, take it easy, enjoy this time of reflection. Before we move on to spring, I want to just take a second again to talk about the difference between menstrual cycle awareness and menstrual... Excuse me. The difference between menstrual cycle awareness and cycle syncing because again menstrual cycle awareness is like noticing that okay, the day before my period I'm in a horrible mood or you know for the first two days of my period, you know x and y are my symptoms or I feel really creative or you know this is the time when I'm always having arguments with my roommate or my partner. So it's just understanding how you are throughout that part of your cycle. Whereas cycle syncing again is taking these kind of suggestions um, and incorporating them into your cycle in the way that best serves you for this goal of this, you know, uh, supporting your hormone health and for sustained energy throughout your month. So with that, we'll move on to spring. So once your bleed is over with, you'll notice that your energy is returning and that you're ready to get back out there. Maybe you're heading back to the gym or you're feeling more up for some social outings, whatever it may be. At this point, your hormones, primarily estrogen, are increasing and your body is selecting a follicle on your ovary to mature. So because the follicle is developing during this phase this season, this spring, is also known as the follicular phase. The follicular phase can be about seven days, give or take. So we're looking at this, um, again, if the menstrual phase is approximately days one through six, now the follicular phase are days seven through 13. Much like the springtime part of the year, you might notice that you're starting to branch out again. You're going to be more inclined to build and grow. You're naturally going to be more curious and open to setting goals for the month ahead or for the cycle ahead. Once you've got the energy, get out and about, go do something, do some exploring, try new things. This could be a really good time to take a new group fitness class, for example. And throughout this phase, throughout your follicular phase, you can really um, build up to doing more high intensity workouts as you get further along in the phase. A quick note on rest, you might not need as much rest during this time of your cycle as you would um, just before your period, right, so the fall or in the winter, so um, make sure that you're still getting what you need, but maybe this time, the follicular phase, is a good time to set set your alarm for a little bit earlier than normal and get up and get going and be productive if that's what is feeling good for you. Now, when it comes to food and nutrition, you'll want to keep in mind things like healthy fats, zinc, and probiotics during this phase. So when it comes to zinc, you can look for some food sources of zinc, including oysters, dark chocolate, legumes, pumpkin seeds, eggs, beef, or cashews and chickpeas for just a couple of ideas. So healthy fats and cholesterol are really good because they are the building blocks of sex hormones. And again, you're going to be producing more estrogen and more testosterone during this phase. Now, zinc is essential for many facets of your health, but also essential for a healthy ovulation. And the better your ovulation is, the more progesterone you, you will release in the second half of the cycle. Alright, so rounding out the follicular phase and moving into summer, um, this phase is also known as the ovulatory phase, and it really just consists of the few days surrounding ovulation. So this phase is going to last generally from three to five days. So again, if the menstrual phase are days one through six, then the follicular phase are days seven through thirteen then the ovulatory phase could be days 14 through 17 of your cycle. Again, just sort of considering a typical 28-day cycle. All right, so what is happening hormonally during the summer? So this is the time when your hormone levels are at their highest point of the entire cycle. So estrogen has climbed up, up, up to prepare for ovulation, and testosterone also rises as well. Because of these levels, you're going to feel just naturally more outgoing, maybe more sexy, and you're going to be probably more productive than at other times in your cycle. And this all makes sense, right? Because this is also the fertile time of your month. And so you're going to be more inclined to put yourself out there and to meet folks in order to increase your chances of conception. So you'll also be at the top of your game when it comes to communication, during this time and they're best at receiving critical feedback so when it comes to athletics during the ovulatory phase during the summer this is actually a good time to do high-intensity workouts so if you're a runner if you like to do hit workouts spin whatever it is this is when your energy is going to be the highest you may also notice that your appetite could be less than at other times in the cycle you're less sensitive to insulin Um, during this time when estrogen is high, and that means that your blood sugar levels are going to be more stable. If you're going to partake in caffeine or alcohol consumption, then this time of the month your body may respond better to it than just before or during your bleed. When it comes to specific types of foods to focus on during your ovulatory phase, this is a good time to eat more fresh foods, cool foods, and specifically antioxidant-rich foods like, again, raw fruits and vegetables, berries, citrus, bell peppers, and tomatoes. Overall, when it comes to the summer, take advantage of the high energy levels and resiliency that you feel, if you feel it. This is another thing that I like to put on my calendar, again, so that I have a visual reminder of when I suspect I'll be in this phase. Um, For me, personally, I travel for work sometimes and do presentations and and meetings and whatnot. So if it makes sense, then I like to be able to schedule those sort of, you know, communication-related activities during my ovulatory phase because I know I'll feel the best about it and have the most confidence. Now we are on to the fourth and final season, autumn. So given that the ovulatory phase was approximately day 14 through 17, autumn or the luteal phase is the longest one from and it goes from days 18 to day 28. So this season is all about supporting the embryo that may have just been fertilized, right? So your body is focusing on creating an environment in which that little tiny nugget can flourish. Of course, your body doesn't actually know, you know, right away whether or not you've conceived. So the 14 days give or take after ovulation are just kind of the same hormonally either way. And just to clarify that statement, generally your period will begin 14 days after ovulation. So again, as you're learning about your cycle and as you're looking back at your previous month, you can kind of backtrack from the first day of your menstrual phase to determine on which day you may have ovulated. So throughout the luteal phase, Estrogen and testosterone are on their way out of your system, and progesterone is at its highest during this phase. Now, progesterone is going to help keep you nice and warm, it's going to keep you nice and calm, and as it climbs up, 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 it's going to be the hormone that just keeps you happy and helps you want to just stay home and chill. Progesterone for most women actually has a really great effect on your mood and on, you know, keeping anxiety down. Um, So that's something to look forward to at this phase. You'll be less inclined to go out and kind of try new things and, and be social and all that good stuff. But on the other hand, your strengths during this time will be really focusing and finishing up your to-do lists and closing out tasks. Similarly, editing and organizing, if you can manage it, or if that's relevant for your life or your career, um, those are things that are good to put on your calendar during this time. And one last note, um, not that you probably need me to tell you this one, but You might notice that you are um, more likely to speak freely and candidly during this time than you would during other times in your cycle. Uh, So establishing boundaries with others can be big for this phase in order to really just, I mean, look out for your future self. And if you know that you're maybe more prone to stirring up conflict, uh, just keep that in mind so that you can protect your sanity and... um, you know, set those boundaries and other people, you know, in your life can be aware of maybe what you need during this time as well. When it comes to food needs, uh, progesterone can really stimulate your appetite. So you might find yourself craving, again, heartier, richer foods during this time. Again, think about what you're going to be eating normally in the autumn time when it comes to foods like, sweet potatoes, leafy greens, winter squash, beans, and red meat. Those are all mineral-rich foods that your body will love during this phase. And as progesterone goes up, your energy is going to trend downwards. And so that means that your workouts and your movement will probably get more relaxed as you go deeper into the luteal phase so again follow what feels good for you but by the end of this phase maybe things like swimming restorative yoga and walking will feel the best if you're feeling up for the sauna a good sweat can actually be really helpful in eliminating excess estrogens that are no longer needed and that your body is trying to process out so If you're someone that has a big time with PMS, then this is one thing that you can consider and that hopefully will help a bit. Getting the rest that your body asks for during this phase is gonna set you up for a smooth menstrual phase. So keep that in mind. And then also maybe lay off the caffeine and alcohol. Um, Both of those things are going to be attacks on your liver and at this time your liver is really trying to focus on processing out all of these other hormones that, you know, were high earlier in the cycle. So um, support your liver, and I think that's a central point for the luteal phase. Again, to help make sure that your menstrual phase is, um, is smooth, if that's something you have trouble with. So all in all, when it comes to the luteal phase, take advantage of your need and want for some comfy, nurturing, alone time, and allow yourself to just rest. You know, we need to prioritize our own self-care and recognize that there's value in resting. So you go, girl, don't sleep on that self-care. All right, though, let's just do a quick recap of all four seasons. So first, winter. Winter is your menstrual phase, or approximately day one through six of your cycle. This is when you're bleeding, you have your lowest hormone levels, and you really have that inward focus. You'll want to prioritize resting and nourishing your body during this time. Then moving on to spring, which is your follicular phase, it's approximately cycle days 7 through 13. This is when your energy is on the rise as hormones like estrogen and testosterone rise as well, and you'll feel more up for adventure and taking on new tasks and projects during this phase. Third, summer, is your ovulatory phase which is approximately cycle day 14 through 17. Your hormones are the highest during this time, and your energy levels will correlate, so you can focus on social interactions, more strenuous workouts, and pushing yourself a bit more than other times in the cycle. Finally, autumn is your luteal phase, and approximately cycle day 18 through 28. This is the premenstrual phase when progesterone levels are at the highest and the energy levels taper off as progesterone does too. Your focus on completing tasks, editing, and organizing will be at their peak, so this is a good time to focus on your self-care in the lead up to the winter as well. This week's practical tip, I want to challenge you to do two things. First, Either download an app or start taking notes in your journal, whichever feels the most comfortable for you, but start noticing things about yourself as you move throughout your cycle. Uh, Personally, I use the Flow app to track my cycle, and I've been using it for like five years. I think it's great. There there are plenty of other great options as well, Um, and there are a ton that are free, so poke around and see what best suits you. Um, An app might be the best way, or simplest way, rather, to track your cycle. And I like it because, you know, you can go ahead and you can pull graphs and averages and they can show you statistics about your cycle length or symptoms, whatever it may be. But hey, if you are a pen and paper gal, like, I'm not going to block you from whatever your jam is, so go for it. Just start noticing if or how your mood, your energy your desire, your activities are shifting along with some of the other information that we talked about today. The second and last thing that I want to challenge you to do is to download my free cycle syncing guide. Again, you can find the link in the show notes here, but also you can refer to my Instagram, go to the links, and then you'll see my cycle syncing guidebook there. If you've got a printer, Print it off, put it by your bed, take some notes on it, or, you know, just review the PDF once in a while as a friendly reminder. Let me know what you think. Let me know what questions you have. And I would love to hear your feedback on this episode or anything that I can make more clear for you guys in the future. Next week, I'll be back and I'll be sharing with you some of the top reasons for hormone imbalance. We'll talk about some considerations and what you can do to mitigate these different factors that might be leading to some of your um, undesired symptoms or, you know, low energy and hormone imbalances. So, if you have any questions again today about what we talked about, connect with me on Instagram or if you have any questions or anything that you want me to talk about in the future, then shoot me a note there as well. If you've made it all the way to the end here, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found this information helpful and insightful, and I can't wait to share next week's episode with you as well. Okay, thanks everybody, have a great week, and bye for now.